One, two, three, four. Those are numbers, but you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. AutoTrader. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi everyone, I'm Joanna. And I'm Jenny. And welcome to Hyphenated, the podcast about living in the hyphen. This week, we're going to talk about mental health. A lot of you have been asking about this topic, and it is an important topic to discuss, especially within our community. Joanna and I have been very open about our mental health, and also Joanna and I seem to have had very different experiences growing up with mental illness, so... I'm looking forward to hearing your side of things. Well, you know, Jenny, I think it's interesting because for so long, um, I thought that speaking about my mental health, about my ADHD, about my anxiety was like um, revealing too much about myself, like opening up a Narnia closet of my brain to the public. And then the moment I started doing it, I started feeling better about it and like Less like it was a deep, dark secret, but more just like, oh, I have blue eyes. See, like it's just another part of you. <laughs> yeah. And there's nothing to be ashamed of. But, you know, I was really surprised because a couple weeks ago, or I guess more than a few couple weeks ago, um, you you called me to ask a bit about ADD because I've I've I was diagnosed with ADD as a kid. I think I was like nine or something like that. And you recently were diagnosed. And that is mind-blowing to me that you've spent your whole life not really understanding why you forgot to close the cabinets or you lose your homework or you couldn't remember phone numbers. Like, you know, so much of the reason I understand why my brain works the way it works is because I understood it. But it took you so many years to get to this point. I'm so sorry. I just realized, speaking of ADHD, that I don't have headphones on. You know, there's no shame on hyphenated. Oh, absolutely. You know, listen, ever since I got diagnosed with Crohn's, a disease literally about <laughs> shitting, I do not care. I do not care, everybody. Okay? Yo, yo. I will talk to you about poop and pee-pee and caca, I... <laughs> which is the same thing as poop, but caca's funnier any day of the week. <laughs> <laughs> Mira que I used to be that kind of person that would get constipated on vacations because I was tenía tanta pena to take a shit in the hotel. Now I'm like, I'm gonna take a shit. Like I'm prideful about it. Now, now. you're prideful about your shit. Thank God that you have like a disease about your shit. Cause now it's like, yeah, I got a weird brain. That's less embarrassing. You know? <laughs> Mira. Talking about, like, actual shit, but this is, like, our personal mental shit. Like, everyone has shit. Everybody poops, Everybody right? poops. Your everyone has book. mental shit to deal with. <laughs> For me, man, I started exhibiting signs of mental illness as early as age eight. So I, I, I was, I had OCD. And I was eight. So they're not teaching you psychology at that age. And 
I didn't get any therapy. I didn't see a psychologist or psychiatrist or anybody. No one raised a red flag. Uh, But essentially, my symptoms were obsessions and compulsions. So I would, like, do little rituals. I would close the door a certain number of times. Everything has to do with numbers. A lot of it has to do with good and bad luck, superstition. If you don't do something a certain amount of times, you're, the, the bad thing that you're afraid of is going to happen. Um, a lot of, I, I, I'm telling you, I, I, the things I did were just not normal. And I, I hate using that term because I know what is normal, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. But as a kid, I didn't feel like I fit in because I was, I knew I was doing weird shit. I knew that, that I was doing the things that I was doing in order to prevent X, Y, Z from happening. And it all has to do with, with numbers and, and touching things. And I would, like a hairbrush, I would turn it upside down because it meant something to me. And if I didn't turn every hairbrush that I saw on its bristles, then the bat, it, it would, you would just become overcome with this agitation and anxiety until you did it. And even as a kid, I knew it was irrational. And like even grabbing a remote control and just rubbing the middle of it, like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. And if it didn't feel right, I had to do it again and again and again. So whether it was like going to school with unbuckled shoes, because that was one thing I did. I don't know why I did that. To touching things a certain amount of times to I, I became so mentally ill that I tried to become a different person. So I was like, I'm going to try to be whoever, the opposite of who I was when I was seven. So I started dressing differently. I started listening to different music. It's actually what led me to listening to like oldies. I started finding comfort in Spanish television. I, it was weird. It's like, oh, this is what brings me comfort to my phobias and my anxieties. I'm going to stay away from what I, what I used to love because if I go back to who I used to be, all the bad things will happen again. And so... It was pretty horrific. Um, I was trapped in my room a lot of the time because I didn't want to leave. I guess you can say I also acquired some form of agoraphobia. Um, Being in school was terrifying. And I knew that I started to isolate myself more and more from my peers. And they they were able to tell that I was just not okay. Uh, And I remember praying a lot. I would pray constantly in my room. I didn't know what else to do. And, you know, remember, I went to a Christian school, watched a lot of novelas. So in the novelas, they always prayed to the Virgin Mary. So I had this little Virgin Mary statue and I would just hold it. I would bring her with me everywhere. And I would just pray and pray and pray and pray and cry and cry and cry. And, you know, my whole family knew I wasn't well. And I didn't know what therapy was at that age. So it's not like as a kid, I knew, oh, I need to go to a doctor to check this out. I just knew I was fucked up. Like I wasn't okay. <laughs> it was really hard to live during those years. And I was so young. Uh, but my parents, I love them to pieces. They did a lot of things right. Unfortunately, <laughs> this is the one thing that I'm like, damn, y'all, I wish you took me to therapy. But don't you think that like so many and I think it's like universal with like immigrant families. And I'm not saying that, you know, people in the U.S. are free of these uh, stigmas, but the term doctor for a psychologist or a psychiatrist who is technically a doctor is, is something kind of new. It's something that like our generation 
is very open about about talking about therapy, mm-hmm. talking about like, yeah, no, oh my god, I love my therapist, or like, oh my god, my therapist broke up with me. Yeah. You know, like it's it's <laughs> it's okay. It's it's, but you know, I've with my parents, for example, and with my aunts and uncles who just have never gone to therapy or have been open about therapy or have been open about trauma. It's always um, like a touchy subject. But then I mm. like, I always contrast those conversations with like brunch with my friends that are about my age. And they're like, yeah, well, you know, I have like um, OCD and then, you know, my anxiety disorder. And my therapist says that like, I'm a <laughs> little bit too obsessed with people liking me. And if you look at Twitter, all the jokes now are these self-deprecating oh, mental yes. health jokes. And not like ment- like making fun of mental health, but making fun of oneself and making light yeah. of mental health, which I think is something very new. Like it, Very new. We are, in terms of me and you living in the hyphen, in our generation, it, it's something that people are more open and happy to speak about openly, saying, I'm going to therapy, not saying, I'm going to therapy. But- you couldn't even whisper it. My abuela would still be like, Niña, te van a oír los vecinos. I'm like, I literally just mouthed it to you, but okay. But abuela, they don't have supersonic hearing. Tú no sabes. <laughs> no sabes. But you know what it is? Like, for me, I'm not even sure if it was a stigma thing with my... Well, no. I mean, claro, Latino families, and there's a lot of that you know paranoia and and fear of what other people think about you that's definitely a prevalent thing but in terms of my parents and my mom specifically as to why they didn't take me to therapy i think it was just unfortunately lack of education on the matter um for people in my parents age group regarding therapy regarding mental health because my mom genuinely told me that a she thought it was a phase so she she just had a lot of faith that I would just snap out of it. And B, she was worried that they would take me away from her. Mm. She thought that if I went to therapy and I told her what was wrong with me, that they were going to take me away. Mm-hmm. Like child services. So pobrecita, it's like, damn, yo. A lot of this was also not so much because of the stigma of like, oh, you're crazy. If you go to therapy, it's more so... uh her fear of losing me, like this lack of education in our parents' age, you know, I don't know. I don't know if it's a generational thing. I don't, because my mom's been, they've been here in the States for, since they were kids, but things have changed. If a friend asks how you're doing and you say, I'm okay. When the truth is, I don't want my problems to burden anyone. Or you say, hang it in there. Because if I ask for help, they'll just think I'm weak. Then this is your sign to call. Text or chat 988 for free confidential support anytime. You don't have to hide how you feel. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers, but you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. AutoTrader. But like, who who raised your who raised our parents, our grandparents, and what did our grandparents go through? Ideal. I mean, tons of especially Venezuelans and Cubans, tons of PTSD, and they just like like my grandfather that they never got my help. My grandfather for. was orphaned at twelve. Walk across Europe, got on a ship, went to Venezuela without speaking Spanish. He like was able to to live a life, and then if any one of his kids was like, "Yo, I'm sad," he'd be like, "Por qué va a decir eso?" 
Yo, tú no sabes lo que yo pasé. Like, those were the people that raised <laughs> yeah. our parents. Literally, I know, went through freaking wars and stuff. Like, yeah. they don't, they do not, they were raised by people that just could not wrap their heads around <laughs> mental health in a way that was like com comparable. Como que, dude, I went through eh, Fidel Castro and I went through the Holocaust. I went through this. And it's like, I'm feeling bullied. And they're like, I'm, que yeah, te pasa a ti, vale? Yeah, yeah. You know? Man up or, you know? Yeah. Grow some balls. It usually has to do with some type of male genitalia. <laughs> um, you know, I'm like, all right. Grow some balls. Dude, I can't do balls. that. I'm it's literally hard. <laughs> I will not be able to grow balls. Very sorry about that. <laughs> but also, it reminds me of the Betty White quote. She's like, why do we keep using balls as like an example? Balls are weak. You flick a pair of balls <laughs> and you see a like an MMA fighter writhing in pain. <laughs> You see a woman push a baby out of her vagina and like 10 minutes later, she's like, um, hey, yeah, no, I just got to like get up from this bed and go to the bathroom. It's like, come on, man. I would hate to have a pair of testicles. Are you kidding me? That seems like a hazard. Seems like a fucking hazard. It's going to be a no for me. I mean, you got to got to give it to Betty White. I mean, I, I think I, I'm pretty sure she's the one who quoted it. But then again, Pinterest is a weird abyss of arts and crafts and misquotes um but yeah no you're right i mean you're right I, I i don't ever recall my grandparents making negative comments about mental health but i also don't even think they even knew what it mm -hmm. was like or even knew the terms for anything uh <laughs> so I, that's i don't know it's i don't even know what they knew yeah never talked to them about it i feel like it's what you said before they were they just didn't know and then our parents sort of stumbled upon stuff and then we've had the access of social media and speaking to people and having more of an understanding of of what mental health is like so we've as a generation and you know i was thinking about this and i'm sorry to bring this up but i am a millennial woman i'm gonna bring up the britney documentary and just okay. in our generation mental health has evolved uh yeah. pop stars in the past speaking about any type of mental disorder was was just it just it, like Britney had oh, a yeah. mental breakdown oh, yeah. and it was like something we made fun of now we have Billie Eilish which I think is like the Gen Z equivalent of like the biggest pop star and she's talking about her Tourette's and her depression as if it's mm -hmm. just something to talk about and I think that's significantly healthier it's you know normalizing oh, yeah. it yeah it's about time I took a tv production class junior year of high school mm -hmm. And I was watching Matchstick Men with Nicolas Cage, and he was doing all the rituals. And it was around the same time that I was taking psychology class. So between psychology class and that movie, I was like, oops, looks like I had OCD. Uh, That's the one good thing Nicolas Cage with... has done in his career, is making Jenny Lorenzo <laughs> realize that she had OCD. No offense, Not Nicholas. Ghostwriter? <laughs> but that was a big moment for me. In that TV production class, watching Nicolas Cage do exactly the same rituals that I did when I was a kid. And I still kind of have remnants till this day. I, I do a little ritual here and there. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, and I, I know I'm being irrational. Uh, but I recently got psychologically evaluated again. And they were like, no, you don't have enough symptoms of OCD to be considered someone with OCD. But you obviously still have general anxiety disorder and premenstrual dysphoric syndrome and ADHD. 
and a math learning disability. Congratulations. Well, you know what? But here's the thing, Jenny. <laughs> you have all those things. I, you know, I've been diagnosed with general anxiety disorder, ADHD, whatever. The The last time I had a panic attack, my hands um, clamped up like an Italian trying to tell you something. Um, and I couldn't take my credit card out of my wallet to buy said anti-anxiety medication. It was the most oh, meta experience my of my life. But, you know, uh, being diagnosed with these things is almost like it, it isn't. I think so many people perceive it as like a death sentence. It's like, oh, my God, I have this thing. But I see it more like getting a map. It's like someone is mm-hmm. giving you a map like, oh, someone has been through this before. There's a point A, there's a point B, there's a point C. This isn't like uncharted territory. There's some tools and there's some, if you need medication and there's people you can talk to. It's not a big deal. Like, no, right. Like I felt like uh, when I was in third grade, Miss Mom, my third grade teacher, she sat me down in front of like basically the entire class. It was like, I'm going to sit you down. But it was like, Everyone was silent working and she was like, you have a learning disability. And I was, can you believe that? And I was embarrassed. I felt stupid. I felt dumb. I felt like she gave up teaching me. And then the moment I went to a psychiatrist who did all these tests and talked to me, they talked to my mom and they were like, yo, this girl is very smart in her way. She's very creative. Yeah. She's got like, trouble following this that this and that and maybe she has issues remembering to turn things in but who cares like she'll figure it out and it was this weight taken off my mom Hmm. because a professional gave their opinion it wasn't someone that just gave up on me but i always think about like what about all those people that people just gave up on just because their brain maybe worked differently than what was perceived as normal it's hard. It's hard. And I don't, you know, it's it's not easy, but I am super grateful that more and more people are talking about it, especially in our communities, mm-hmm. because again, women, I think, have always kind of been given a pass, right, mm-hmm. um, when it comes to mental health disorders, because it's like, oh, well, yes, women tend to be more open and emotional and sensitive and more vulnerable. Uh, but when it comes to men... Mm-hmm. Jesus. Mm-hmm. Especially growing up in Miami, it was, <laughs> I joke about this a lot, but it, it, if you look deeper, it's actually horrible. Um, is every guy I went to school with, almost every freaking guy, everything to them was soft. Mm-hmm. Like, no, nah, man, that's soft. I'm like, what, a pillow? Like, what? what is soft to you? Like, I don't under, why is everything soft? No, nah, man, that's, he's soft, yo, he's soft. What's soft about him that he's, that he studies, that he likes chemistry. Yeah, man, that's soft. They wouldn't smile in photos. Todo era como bien. Like, I gotta be a man. Huh? I'm like, all right, you just, like, you <laughs> posing for your license with your head tilted to the side. Like, everything had to be like, mm, keep your emotions inside. And But then you see who their fathers are or, you know, the, the male figures in their lives. And then you, you're like, oh, duh. <laughs> You're speaking my language. They, they can't express themselves. They yeah. can't. They they can't express themselves. It's. Ter- I'm like. I'm wondering what's really going on in there, behind this. Like everything is soft facade. And and we should talk about stigma because yes, as we said before, stigma. Yeah. This mental health stigma reverberates in every society, but there is something very particular about the Latin experience with mental health, and I think. A lot of it goes back to not only guilt 
and, um, you know, oh, my parents went through something harder. I shouldn't make a big deal about this. But I think a lot of it for men in particular has has to do with el machismo. The yeah. you have to be un macho. Tienes que ser el fuerte. No llores. No seas in Venezuela. We say no seas marica. If you're like just oh a guy God. who has emotions. Simultaneously, we have this history of women being institutionalized be, for being hysterical. Yeah. And it, even to this day, it's like, oh, she's hysterical. Oh, she's emotional. Oh, she. Oh yeah. So like emotion oh, yeah. is like always yeah. linked to this. Como abstract concept of women being como crazy instead of just mental health and people being honest with their emotions. Don't you think I, I have this theory, which is like everyone should do therapy. I think everyone is better. Every if, single person. If they go yeah. to therapy. For me, it's like if you own a car and you read the manual for the car and it's like, oh, my God, now mm. I know how this car works. I know how to drive it. I did driver's ed. Like you are born in this body and you are born in this brain. And mm -hmm. sometimes you don't know how your brain actually fully works or why you react the way that you react. So yeah. wouldn't it be great to have a manual of like why and why you react that way and why you overreacted and why you got angry and logically think through things and feel things, but understand yourself. But for so much of our society, it's like, no, that is, that is pussy ass shit. You know what's cool? Punching. And then- People yeah. that seek to understand themselves are either seen as hysterical or crazy or unas maricas ahí, unas jevas. It's like, actually, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we are studying our brains like a manual. And that way, when we're about to overreact or about to do something we regret, we think, hey, wait, let me remember why it is I act the way that I act. I wish more people embraced it as almost like como an engineering class. How does your brain engineer itself? Why is it why is it formatted this way? What is the fab what is the factory settings? I think a lot of people try to hold on to like, well, I'm not really exhibiting any signs of mental illness and I'm, you know, it's it's not entirely about that. Mm -hmm. um, it it's just an extremely helpful tool to to add because life is hard as it is. I mean, I've talked about this with a lot of friends, especially in the U.S. I mean, this this is a country that really puts a lot of priority on on work. Mm -hmm. <laughs> there is no snack time, whatever it is that they do in Europe. So it's like we're, we're working ourselves to death, literally. And, you know, so the human brain isn't really meant to tackle all these things having kids and then being married and and buying a house and then having like three jobs and and, tack and like, you know, doing a million things at once. Uh, that's a lot. That's a lot of strain. And so therapy helps easing that and, and taking the pressure. Uh, and, and, you know, yes, you, you have your friends and family to vent to, which is great. It's, you know, it's wonderful to have a support system. I would still rather someone vent to somebody mm -hmm. versus keep it all to themselves. Claro. Mm -hmm. But ultimately, that's also a lot to put on your loved ones. Ultimately, they are not professionally trained. So while I think it's great to have a support system, you need to go to a professional. Mm -hmm. And I think that comes with like uh, taking away the shame. I will say this. Sometimes I feel guilty telling people like, just go to a therapist. Because unfortunately in this country, it's easier said than done because insurance 
and lack thereof makes it incredibly hard for people to it's get It's so therapy. expensive. And so you can only imagine how much it's affecting the Latino community. Exactly. So mental illness rates in the Latino community are similar to the rest of the population. However, Latinos who experience symptoms of mental health disorder, only 20% of them go to talk to a doctor. And only 10% mm -hmm. of those contact specifically a mental health professional. And 19% had no form of health insurance. That's the thing, right? It's like, if you, that is, this is what pisses me off. If you're, um, you know, a Latino who decides, you know what, I'm going to get help and breaks through the stigmas and doesn't give a shit what their family thinks and I'm going to do it, I'm going to get help. Oh, but now I can't afford it. I mean, that's ridiculous. Then what the hell? Yeah, there's so many <laughs> barriers to entry. Not only the stigma, but there's literally barriers. I just feel really bad for people who feel trapped in their own heads and can't reach out and can't express themselves fully out of fear. Mm -hmm. I mean, fear is a big part here. And whether it's fear of looking bad in front of your partner or your family or not looking, not being strong enough as a man, you know, it, it's... a a ton of things. I think that I mean we've been we've been lucky that we felt we felt like we could. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers. But you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're gonna pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on Auto Trader. They're really good at numbers. Auto Trader. Cheers to a great day and this ice cold Corona. You know what would make this day even better? My grandma's carne asada. Or your grandma here with us, making carne asada. She does love a cold Corona. Throw in some dancing. Oh, we can watch the game. I'll drink to that. So a backyard concert with football, food, dancing, and Corona? And your grandma. Or we could keep it simple. Simple is good. Want a Corona? Thanks. Salute to the perfect day. Corona, la vida más fina. Get your Corona at ordercorona.com. Relax responsibly. Corona extra beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. And hopefully listening to this, uh, maybe there's some people out there that now feel like they can. So regarding our last episode about beauty standards being absolute bullshit, uh, we got some really lovely emails from our listeners. We wanted to highlight a couple of them. This one was from Virginia, who's Venezuelan, and... She said that after hearing our podcast, she realized that the issue wasn't the place where I grew up because I don't need to be appreciated by this culture or that culture. The issue was that those people, teens and adults, wouldn't keep their fucking opinions to themselves. Okay. And being so opinionated is fine, but don't impose your opinions on other people's lives or appearance. So she thanked us for the free therapy. Oh, and uh, this, <laughs> this, this fits perfectly in with today's yes. episode, Jenny. Look at that. Yeah. So we appreciate you, Virginia, and we're so happy that, you know, that you that you made that breakthrough. And I'm glad that listening to the episode helped you get there as well. And then we got an email from Gabriela. Gabriela uh, told us about the fact that she had to stop calling her mom during quarantine because she had gained a bit of weight during quarantine. And the only thing her mom would bring up was her weight. Um and let me tell of you something, course, Gabriela. what else would you talk about during quarantine? <laughs> let me, exactly. Let me tell you something, Gabriela. I also gained weight during quarantine. And you know what's funny? No one gives a shit because it's no one's <laughs> fucking business. And you're a hot woman who is in charge of her body. So who gives? I mean, I know it's your mom and you have to be respectful. But like, quite honestly, que la dilla, pana. No joda. After this year, you on top of it have to deal with your weight? 
Bitch, I'm just trying to survive, is what you should say. We're in the middle of a global pandemic, and you're... I, we're literally going through a fucking global pandemic and they're still saying you're fat like yeah no shit bitch i haven't left my house Fuck, man i can't work out i need to eat pasta to feel good you know like joanna like how your grandma was like always just like i can just imagine her rocking back and forth in a rocking chair i don't know if she owned 100 percent she, she owned a rocking chair okay great she's going back and forth just like obsessing over whether or not you're like screwing a bunch of dudes like i feel like there's some women and like que se sient- they, they're just sitting there staring at a wall and just thinking about everyone's weights <laughs> like this isn't wrestling i don't understand why they like que esto, they should get a hobby yeah judge a beauty pageant if you love that shit so much go ahead i'm not a fucking oh, beauty pageant queen can you tell we're like really mad about that? Yeah, sorry, Gabriela. Que Dios te bendiga. Sorry, bless you. I know that she's your mom. And you know what, guys? We will talk to you next week. It almost feels like this was a therapy session with all of you. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers. But you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car... Use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. AutoTrader. Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today.